So I have all this candy in my house now from Halloween, and mm-hmm. it's all he wants. Total meltdowns if he doesn't get it. I don't. I know better. I know mm-hmm. better, and mm-hmm. it's still here. It's still in my house. You didn't listen to me. There was no switch witch. <laughs> no. <laughs> the switch switch did not come. Mama. Welcome, parents, to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join so us in learning and learning. sounds like there's still a lot of candy in your house. And together, let's uh, what begin What happened? Raising Amazing. Are eating it? Is everybody eating it? Where are we at with candy? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Yeah, we're eating too much candy right now, and Mm -hmm. I had a whole plan that we weren't going to, and we are, so um, that's what's going on, and it is. It's reminding me about, like, it's like you you start eating it, and then you want more of it because it's How's the behavior? Like, are you noticing when we're eating all this candy that we're getting more tantrums? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the same same with, like, like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. When you put on a cartoon so you can, like do something then there's like this big meltdown later it's like mm-hmm. the candy makes him so happy but then like i pay for it later pick a few out and get rid of the rest and just move on get new food sometimes you just got to get rid of it yeah okay okay all right <laughs> that's gonna, my opinion but I'm i don't, do I don't know if everyone would agree i think some people you know really don't want to get rid of food but you can donate it that's fine but i think if you are noticing that you're having change in behavior and it's not even something that you necessarily want to be eating in the first place then you just gotta pull the band-aid off and i know but i'm still trying to like create this fun atmosphere and like this 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 fun but you're still tradition like like we had when we were kids that we had halloween candy forever but why does the tradition have to be eating engorging yourself on too much candy and having tantrums you can still have the tradition of dressing up going out having fun doing a little candy having family time but it doesn't have to involve candy. It can, but it doesn't sound like it's working that well for you. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, and speaking of um, new food and things that aren't working, is all this stuff that is in the news about our baby foods and our stop. toddler It's crazy, foods. right? It's so sad, you guys. Like, we have to fix this. Mm-hmm. There's so many toxins in our baby's food and we get into this in this episode today. We talked to um, uh, Joe and Serenity from Serenity Kids who have made mm-hmm. amazing toddler milk and um, amazing baby food products. They've actually like done the research. There's This is like all science and fact-based. It's really interesting. But before we get into that, like it's devastating. It, it is, and it's it just seems like it's worse and worse. And every time you turn on the news, there's a different company or story about a chemical or story about lots of chemicals and it, it just keeps getting worse because nobody's regulating this and it, it just it's a disaster I mean, we our kids are eating all these chemicals and toxins and all these major brands are are not being held accountable for the shitty stuff in their food and yeah. their kids are eating it and people think these things are healthy and they're like oh it's natural oh it's organic oh it's this and then you actually do any research and uh, studies on the actual food and there is you know I don't know, whatever, lead in there or like all sorts of metals and crap. and It's not ideal. <laughs> and things that aren't even food. Right. Like and ingredients that aren't e- even food that sh- that we adults shouldn't be eating. And then you put them in our tiny children, our tiny babies and tiny toddlers. It's insane. Can I get a on this? Like what, what the olive oil studies and it's like, oh, you check most of the, and they're not even olive oil. They're like some other oil or it's insane. 
so gross. Why is the food it's not so actual food? Gross. The food food needs to be actual food. Like someone needs to stop. We need we someone needs to come in and regulate this. So this is actually a really interesting interview, and we're so excited to talk to Serenity and Joe. So let's just get right into that. We are thrilled today to talk to Serenity and Joe, husband and wife, who started their company, Serenity Kids, after their child was born, and they were having so many problems with colic and sleeping issues and digestive problems that they started their own company of kid food, kid snacks, kid milk. We are so excited to talk to you today. Welcome to Raising Amazing. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm really excited to chat today. I've seen your products all over the, the stores, and, and, you know, they're really great packaging and really great ingredients. So I always love chatting uh, with people who wanted to do something better. You know, there's a lot of food out there. There's a lot of toddler food. There's a lot of kid food, um, but not always does it have the best ingredients. Uh, and there's a lot of you know reasons for that, but uh, we'll, which we'll get into. Um, but I, you know, wanted to start by asking you guys a little bit more about your backstory and and why you started this company. Yeah. So my start, my story kind of begins in utero. My mom was it was a '70s. She wanted to eat as healthy as possible, and she was a vegetarian. She was pregnant with me, which. She ate a lot of wheat and dairy. We know now that I'm not, my body doesn't tolerate wheat or dairy very well. So I was kind of a sick little kid. I had my first ear infection at two weeks old and kind of had a, you know, I wouldn't say, I mean, a compromised immune system. I was just kind of one of those kids that was sort of always getting sick, catching everything that came around. And then in my teenage years, I started, I, you know, and I had been on tons of antibiotics throughout my childhood because it was the 80s and lots of people did. Maybe <laughs> some of them. Um, but it really took its toll on my digestion. And in my teenage years, I started eating antacids every day because my stomach hurt so bad. And I just kept that up for the next 15 years. And then I got put on an antibiotic and it kind of messed up my stomach a little bit more. And then my doctor put me on a proton pump inhibitor and she said I'd have to take this pill every day for the rest of my life. And it was really dramatic, and I'm glad she said it that way because I was like, wait a second, I'm only 33 years old, and I'm not gonna get put on a pill every day for the rest of my life. I don't know what else I'm gonna do because I can't eat without serious pain, but it's not that. So I called my dad, and he had suggested trying to change my diet. And I thought, well, it's worth trying that. I'd rather do that than take a pill every day. So I really healed myself with food. I switched to, you know, eliminating a lot of processed foods, eliminating dairy, eliminating wheat, eliminating sugars, eliminating most legumes. Um, and so it's kind of basically, you know, really healthy, lots of veggies, clean meats, some fruits and some nuts. And that's kind of about what my diet was then and about what it is now 10 years later. And it worked. And um, Food has been a really important part of my health journey and Joe's health journey. Mm -hmm. I'm autistic. I wasn't diagnosed as a kid, and uh, so I had a lot of social challenges. They, I had this just really huge, intense energy that they didn't know what to do with me. I think my 
official diagnosis was obnoxious. You're just obnoxious. <laughs> so I was in trouble all the time, had a lot of issues with friends, had a lot of physical issues. I was overweight and, you know, very sensitive to foods. Turns out I didn't know that it was the food causing it, but all kinds of anxieties and um, skin issues and um, very picky eater. I lived on canned ravioli and nachos were my foods that I would eat. Wow, right. Um, you know, and so, and it, you know, I, I got diagnosed with autism in, in college and then, you know, I had uh, already been on this personal growth journey where I figured out how to, you know, get my social needs met and, and become a better person. Uh, and because I had such a difficult childhood, I was really passionate of changing the world for kids. I really wanted to change the way we treat kids and, and, and create a more inclusive and, and loving world for kids of all, you know, orientations. Um, and uh, so I've been really passionate about that and then uh, and also started playing around with diet in adulthood. And when I met Serenity, she introduced me to this, you know, really paleo way of eating that uh, really focused on nutrient density and cutting out inflammation, which is not a way I thought about it before. And that really changed a lot uh, in my system of, you know, taking out all those irritants. Uh, and I've also always wanted to have children. I, I drew pictures of my future children when I was five. Um, oh, stop I, uh, it! That's <laughs> pictures. so sweet. so cute. Yeah, I had one the other day. Uh, you know, and so I always wanted to have kids. So as soon as Serenity and I got serious, we started you know, family planning. Um, and then her first question was, well, what are we going to feed him? Yeah. So, you know, food had been such an important part of my childhood and my, and I knew that I did not want to feed my kid the same junk that I had eaten. Right. Mm -hmm. I would eat like Cool Ranch Doritos for snacks some cheese, we had cheese Whiz and those American cheese slices that aren't really cheese. You Do know, you do you remember those little like uh, jars of, I think they were like hot dogs or something? Yeah. Like, it's baby food, but it's like um, hot dog Vienna. that are in some yeah. sort of yeah. liquid. Air quotes baby food, right? Air quotes baby food. Like, Most of them are considered baby food. The reviews for those are all for people feeding them to their dogs, by the way, if you read the reviews. It's like, why don't most of this? Babies don't actually that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, yeah. we're with so, them. So we, you know, I started looking around before we even got pregnant. I started looking around at baby food and I was shocked, actually shocked that 95% of the aisle was carbs. 95% of the aisle was fruit. I'm like, if I ate that all day, I'd be a grumpy mess if I ate fruit all day long for me. Um, that's the way my body kind of works. So I looked high and low everywhere. I looked internationally, I looked at online, I looked in all kinds of stores and we, I could not find a food that I, that, that matched my dietary values, you know, the nutrient density, heavy on the veggies, healthy fats, ethical meats. I couldn't find that. And then I got really angry because if I couldn't find it, that meant, that meant it wasn't out there. And that meant that kids were eating garbage. I mean, literal, like industrial waste is what goes into our infant formulas. Mm -hmm. oh it, it, it does mean, it does mean that it did, it did mean that. And it, it still sadly means that to a too high a degree. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's criminal. And I, I think that the things that we pass off as baby food. Uh, a lot of the things on the aisle should never be fed to babies. Mm -hmm. that, that's a rant for a different day, maybe, but. Um, no, no this, is, this is why we're doing this. True. We're doing this to, like, like par parents need to know and 
it's a new generation of parenting. We're, we're okay. trying to conscious parent more consciously and mm-hmm. nobody is talking about it. So we want to hear, yeah, we yeah. want to hear you rant. <laughs> Talk about it. There's so much doubt, you know, about this. We don't know, like even you as the nutrition expert you'd become, weren't sure that that wasn't just what babies need. Like maybe yeah. babies should just eat a lot of fruit and carbs. Rice, rice cereal. That's what's all in the aisle. So maybe that is what's good, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all in the whole foods aisle, right? The healthiest story you can go in. Yeah. That's what they have. So maybe that's good. So that's your summer of nerddom. Yeah. So, um, it was the summer of 2016 when we kind of started having the idea to start the company and cause Joe was on a mission. So Joe had read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week and he had decided that we should <laughs> leave our jobs that were service based, like paid by the hour. And instead we should create a product that can scale itself and you build a big business. That's not necessarily an hour for hour trade. And so he was in the process of looking for a, a product to launch. And I was going to let him go and do his whole thing. We weren't even gay engaged by, at this point. We'd sort of just started dating. So like, mm, I wasn't going to be involved in that. But um, that summer, he said, I think we need to look into this baby food idea. And then I started learning about what babies really needed. And it didn't take me too long to figure out that mother's milk is the ideal kind of rubric right? Like if you are looking for a complimentary food, first food to start feeding your kid, then look at what they've been eating up until then and and see that, right? If, if we, I thought if we could launch something with a macronutrient profile that, you know, approximates maybe mother's milk, then that would be a natural transition, kind of for me, logical transition into... Yes eating the food. So I dragged Joe to the milk bank. Austin has the country's largest milk bank plug for um, pumping moms. If, if there's any moms that are pumping that have excess milk, don't throw that stuff out. People will use that. Um, Cause I didn't know that, but now I know. So we started learning all kinds of stuff about breast milk and it, I was actually surprised by how little protein in relation to carbs and fat there is in breast milk. Actually, most of the calories from breast milk is carbs and fat. And there's a little bit of protein thrown in there. And of course it varies wildly, right? Based on the mom and the kid and the time of day even. Um, But so we started looking at carbs and fats and we hired, Joe hired a a virtual assistant to collect the data from all of the organic baby food pouches out there in this one just huge spreadsheet, right? We collected the macronutrients, we collected ingredients, we collected size. We looked at fat, sugar, protein, and meat specifically, because meat, breast milk is an animal product. And Serenity turned up research that proved that meat is like an ideal first food for babies. They mm-hmm. can digest it easier than any other easier than any other foods, even, even better than vegetables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at them, 246 baby food pouches at the time. Of the organics were oh, 246. Uh, we did a bigger study later of all of them, but um, the two over six, four percent had meat, almost no meat, you know, in the, on the aisle. None of that meat was disclosed sourcing, so it was all feedlot, you know, not organic. It was organic, but it was, oh, well, but it was yeah. feedlot. It was organic feedlot. There was no grass-fed or regenerative farm right. or family farms, and uh, less than one percent had two grams or more of fat. And babies need thirty grams of fat a day, and the aisle was virtually no fat. I mean, it's like she said, it was all carbs. Um, and then they had an average of nine grams of sugar. Some of them had as many as 17 or 18 grams of sugar. Which, when you think about nine, it sounds like a teeny weeny little number. And, uh, but I, a friend of mine was in med school and I was like, okay, if you've got like a 15 pound baby, right? I'm like doing the math. 
Like if you have a 15 pound baby and nine grams of sugar, is that the same thing as 90 grams of sugar for 150 pound adults? And he he said, said it could be worse, actually. It might even be worse. <laughs> He's like, actually, it's hard to goes. do it, but they're more sensitive. The pound for pound, they're actually more sensitive to inflammation. They're more sensitive to toxins. They're more sensitive to stuff. Their digestive tract hasn't fully developed Yeah, yet, so, right? like, so things like the heavy metals that they found and things like all this sugar, um, not to mention it's tainting their palate. There's this flavor window that if you feed them exclusively sweet foods, they're going to prefer sweet foods as adults. Right, and, and they don't have the same life. Yeah, they, they don't have the same detoxification systems that we have as adults. So, you know, obviously everything ramps up as you get older. That's that's very you know, yeah. basic science, basic medicine that, you know, you obviously don't yeah. get out from your body what you do. So you, those, these things build up and it's not just OK, maybe one time if you have a little bit of sugar, it's not the end of the world for most people. But it's not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a food which maybe the child is eating every single day or multiple times a day or this is their only food or, or whatever it is. And that buildup is when you run into an issue. It's not one time. I mean, for some kids it could be, but for the most part, it's not a one time thing. It's if you're eating the same thing or, you know, the same kinds of products for a year, two years, three years, eventually you tip into that inflammatory state yeah. where you just can't handle it anymore. So, yeah. Especially the formative years where you're forming your palate, where mm -hmm. you're developing your taste preferences. So we're creating sugar addicts and children from day one with these sugary fruit pouches that to a mom seem healthy, hey, it's organic fruit. Yeah. It's, a lot of them have some vegetables too. So it's like a fruit veggie mix sounds healthy, right? You know, but it's like you're giving them one of these as nine grams, you give them two or three of them, you know, you're getting to a Snickers Without bar. balancing the fat yeah. and protein out in, in a non-pouch right. form. Right. And, and, and so, many, so many foods can be healthy or, or not healthy depending on you know, your specifics, your genetics, right. and also what's in there, you know, like yogurt, for example, there could be really great yogurts, it could be really good for you, but you could also have higher sugar than a candy bar and some of those, those yogurts. So it just depends what, what the ingredients are. And, and you know, I, I'm so uh, excited and happy that you guys, you know, went down this path and, and you did your research, you did your learning, which I think is so important for parents. We got to take this initiative and you know, we don't have to start a company, but I think it's important to, to, to know these things and then, you know, if it is something that you're really passionate about, then move the needle forward and, and do something different, which is what you guys did. Yeah. And, you know, just, just being involved in, in a lot of different companies and food things. And I, I've learned over the years that, so now you make a decision, you're like, okay, we're gonna do something about this. It's not an easy task to bring any sort of food product to market, especially, especially when it comes to babies, toddlers, um, and kids, it's significantly harder than, than even for an adult, and it's already hard enough. So maybe you can talk about you know, now moving forward. Okay, you guys, we're like, we gotta do something about this. Where do we go from here? And then what are some of the big challenges that I think parents don't really realize goes into making a food and why it's so hard to make a quote unquote healthier food because there's a lot of regulations that actually make it harder for the healthier food sometimes than, than the crappy food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that guy, it's a good segue to the story because once we realize all this information, we're like, we got to do something. We got to make this better. We've got to make a baby food that is, you know, meat, veggies, fats, the right fat to carb ratios, you know, with the quality vegetable carbs as opposed to the empty sugary fruit carbs. You know, we've got to get meat on the baby aisle in a big way. Like we've got to make it clear that animal products for babies is a key first food and, you know, be really loud about that. So And, and really our meat sourcing was also something that was near and dear to our hearts. Right. We had, right around the same time, we had started learning about regenerative agriculture and how using ruminants like cows 
on the land can actually help regenerate uh, land that has been depleted from factory farming. Mm -hmm. And so we felt really passionate about that. So how do we main, how do we have like the highest possible standard, right, for our babies and for the planet? Because the nutrition's higher too. We knew pasture-raised meats were nutritionally superior. So mm -hmm. if you're gonna give a baby meat, let's give them the absolute That's best meat. Especially if there's any concern in a mom's mind, is this healthy, is meat healthy or not? Well, this is the healthiest, most sustainable, most humane, Form of meat. And anyone who's fed a baby knows that you get one spoonful in, you want to maximize that spoonful, right? Yeah. You don't want to be <laughs> as nutritious as possible because half of it ends up on the face yeah. and on the floor. And so we really wanted to have super high standards to so that we knew that each spoonful going in was going to make a difference. Make everybody count, right? Said, yeah. You know, and uh, so we, we found this really great uh, boutique family farm, regenerative farm meat suppliers. We found some really high quality um, organic vegetable suppliers, you know, some great um, olive and avocado oil suppliers. So we really put a lot of energy into like the best of the best. We didn't worry about cost at all. We were like, let's just make it the best and see what it costs. Um, and went into our kitchen, we made up all these batches yeah. of baby food, feeding them to our friends, well, kids. Well, because I thought all of a sudden, I remember very clearly, I was in my car and I had this eureka aha moment and it was, oh no, what if the reason this doesn't exist out there is because babies won't eat it. I'm like, we gotta make right. some right away. I'm calling them on the phone and I'm like, we've gotta get some, we gotta find some babies because we didn't have one yet. And so I remember that week we planned out and we, in our, in our little kitchen, you know, we were making up purees, cooking things, measuring things, getting in arguments about how to do it. And these little like pouch fillers that we got on Amazon, we could fill them up and we'd go dry, you know, they were fresh. So we had to, we had to get them to the babies that day. So we'd drive all around town, you know, feeding them to babies. And I'll never forget, my friend Camille sent me a picture of our little pouch empty and her one-year-old's hands. And it was our chicken, pea and carrot recipe. And she said, he wouldn't let me take the pouch out of his hands. He sucked that whole thing down and he won't let go because he really, really loves it. And I started to cry and I knew at that point that babies were smarter than we give them credit for. I want to cry. Yeah. They and, love. And, then, and then the next day outside your house, there was like 3,000 babies. Right? I knew that, that they knew what was up, right? Like their intuitive system is brilliant. Their bodies know. Yeah. That's right. Their bodies know. And so I realized that, that like Joe was looking kind of for, you know, initially just sort of looking for a job to start and a company to start. But for me, it lit a fire. It lit a fire in my, in my not yet mama heart. But I was like, all right, I'm doing it for these babies. And uh, you guys can't see this, but on my wall in the office, I have a picture of a bunch of babies because that's what keeps me going is knowing that I'm providing something for them. Like they don't do the shopping, we have to market to the parents. You know, they don't make all those choices, but anyone who also has a baby knows that they will not eat something that they don't really want. Some of it's kind of addictive and you kind of have to, you know, yeah. pay attention to that as parents. But um, we got really excited about the possibilities having, we had great test results, frankly, a lot of the different flavors we made. Uh, the first ones we launched were chicken, pea, pea and carrot, beef, sweet potato and kale, and we had an uncured bacon and butternut squash and kale that's since been discontinued. This little guy oh, on my desk, bacon. I have him. R.I.P. Bacon. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I want to hear about this milk too. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a similar journey. I actually, um, had trouble breastfeeding Della. So she had a lip tie, which I knew at the day she was born, but like our midwife didn't recommend the surgery for whatever reason. Now, when I have friends who say my baby has a lip tie or a tongue tie or having trouble nursing or I'm having pain, I'm like, check their mouth, take them to a dentist. Give me the scissors. You know, take them right away. Um, we fixed his at three months and it changed everything. See, yeah. we, we didn't yeah. until six. And by then my supply was too low. And, you know, we had two months of pain-free nursing and then she weaned herself unexpectedly at nine months. I remember, I, I like, I was crying. It was Saturday morning from like one to four in the morning. I was just crying and I, I wasn't that big of a crier. And I was like, what is happening? And I realized we didn't nurse the pri prior day so that we were done. And it was just hormones, right? Kind of, kind yeah. of my eyes, literally coming out of my eyes. Yeah. Um, and I was terrified because I already knew. I had already looked at the formulas out there and I already knew that they were corn syrup, they were skim milk, they were industrial seed oils, they were synthetic vitamins that I consider a little bit dangerous, like folic acid can be not so great um, and toxic in certain instances. They were maltodextrin, you know, a bunch of yucky carbs. And I, I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, I already knew that I was going to have to buy a formula. I was probably going to maybe enter, try some raw milk and see if that worked with her, or, you know, some kind of really high quality milk, Cow, goat's milk is what I ended up doing. Um, but it was really, it was, it was frankly, it was traumatic for me. And I still can't even talk about it without coming to tears. I know. And three years, she's three years old now. So that was two and a half years ago. It's still a big, a big thing for me. And I'm, I'm really emotional. And, I'm with you. <laughs> and it was really at that exact time that I was like, all right, you own a baby food company. You know a lot about infant nutrition. You have a passion for this, like Serenity, this is your next thing. You know, I know and I had a nine month old, so I did, you know, in a company to run, but I could not not do it. You know, it was a huge project. It was like the most stressful thing of the last couple of years, frankly, was, was getting this toddler formula out. And it's also one of the things I'm the most proud of. It's our grass fed A2 whole milk toddler formula. And we're selling it at Whole Foods, we're selling it on Amazon, and we're selling it on our MySerenityKids.com website. Yay. And it is, you know, aside from my daughter and my awesome marriage, it's probably one of my <laughs> my best accomplishments in my life. And Because you're you feeding all the babies in the world. Yeah. Like, you, you did it. You yeah. somebody needed to do this. We have I been talking. So Doctor and I have been talking about this. You are feeding all the other babies. Thank you. <laughs> it is. It is without a doubt the most similar formula to breast milk yeah. of anything ever created. Uh, two years was spent mapping the nutritional profile of breast milk internationally. We had a very renowned scientist, Dr. Sarah Valentine, who literally read every re plus research papers. paper ever written on breast milk and mapped the nutritional profile and then evaluated hundreds of ingredients mm -hmm. to do the to line them complicated up. math you're looking at fatty acid ratios and where we can get those from ingredients it took us 
So people ask, like, what's different while. about your formula? It's like, well, it's Everything. hard to say what's the same about it. Like, it's like really what's, you know, what's different about than from breast milk and all the other formulas. So, but I mean, we're the first formula to use whole milk, which should be a no-brainer around milk fat. But everybody uses non-fat milk and then adds in industrial seed oils, these crappy industrial waste, basically. Mm -hmm. Oils that are inflammatory, they're, you know, all terrible fats. Uh, so we don't use any of those crappy oils. So we, we, we actually have eight different fat sources. The fatty acid profile of breast milk is incredibly complex. We still don't even come close to matching it. We're just closer to it than anybody else's because we use all these different fats to get this kind of fatty acid, that kind of fatty acid. So, so we use some of the ones specifically yeah. are, we use like, like Joe said, we start out with our grass-fed organic whole milk, that's A2, A2 yeah. which we can talk about in a minute. Um, and then we use, we use olive oil, all organic stuff, uh, sustainably sourced palm oil for palmitic acid. There's some studies out there that said, you know, people are thinking palm oil is not great for babies. And in a large amount, it's not. But we use a really small amount because palmitic acid is one of the primary fatty acids in breast milk. And we wanted to make sure that we didn't leave that out. Um, then we also use coconut oil. We use algal oil, one of my favorite things for the DHA. Wild algae, Wild al algae oil. Uh, we use cocoa butter. And so those are some of like the, and I probably, you know, it's hard to choose the biggest differentiator for the product, but I really think that our fatty acid profile and our, and our well-rounded fat profile is probably the most important one. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and then also we've elevated the carb source. So, you know, whereas some formulas use corn syrup or they use maltodextrin, we use lactose, organic lactose, um, because that's the primary carb that's found in mother's milk. And we wanted to give the babies the best one for those. It's really, really good for, the, for gut health. Mm -hmm. and, and it's good for gut health. And then actually the other carbs are bad for gut health. So you're getting, you know, um, a really big difference with that one simple change. We add a lot of different prebiotics. So Sarah Valentine is a kind of a gut health guru, and we knew we wanted to go in that. And we, and we know that medicine in general and functional medicine is going the route of the gut, right? The gut brain axis, the gut is so important in mood and growth and, you know, is like I think most of the body serotonin's in the gut. Like it's amazing, and we don't feed it quite enough. So we put a lot of gut foods in there, like um, human milk oligosaccharides, which do, which do not come from human milk, but it is one of the major carbs. Chemically that's, similar. Yeah. yeah, that's in human milk. Galacto oligosaccharides, fructo oligosaccharides. So some really good prebiotics. We use inulin. Um, and you got fiber. Most there's no fiber in most baby, in most you know formulas. So we add that fiber just mm -hmm. just enough to really help with the digestion. Yep. And then we add we add some other cool fortifications. So we add some nucleotides, which are one of the components of breast milk that make it magical. One of the you know there's thousands of breast milk, and we we use five in our product. But we're we're always looking to improve things and make it better. And then we add, like I said, we add the alga oil, we add DHA and ARA, um, which are two really important fatty acids that are good for neural development, good for eye development. And um, actually Europe, just in March this year, started requiring DHA in all of their formulas. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we were already kind of on the DHA train, that was just one more point of validation for us. That like, all right, we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. And then- yeah. we, And it's, it's, I was just gonna say, it's, it's amazing because you know, as a regular, 
parent, right? If you're just going to, you don't think about any of this stuff, right? Who's who's thinking about all these, you know, ingredients? But they're all important. They wouldn't be in human milk if they weren't important. And it doesn't mean that you can't be healthy if you know some things are a little different or if you are using a formula. But the more research and science that we we do, the more we look into it, the more uh, close we can get formulas to be. That's obviously going to make our kids healthier in the long run. We're never going to, uh, we'll probably never make something that's exactly the same as, as breast milk. Maybe one day we'll clone it. I don't know, but you know, most most likely not. But you know, we sometimes the breast milk just isn't an option, yeah. and and we need to do our best to create options for kids that mimic it as closely as possible. And you know, I commend you guys so much for going the next step i mean they're multi-billion trillion whatever you know however much money they make companies and they do what's easy and they do what's worked and obviously you know they went through a lot of work to make their formulas we're not saying that they're not you know they don't have their benefits either but there's a lot of work that needs to be well i'm sure they i'm sure they did their work back in the day to do whatever it was but they probably haven't done a lot of it recently because they have what they have yeah back in the day so they they, it, exactly. So, so factors they're trying to make it cheap. Right. Not exactly. Expensive. And and yes. big companies want it to to work, yeah. you know, theoretically, but they want it to be cheap, and they don't necessarily have a big incentive to improve things by any major degree. But us as me as a doctor, us as parents, you know, those who are making companies like like you guys, we have a mission and a duty for our children to go that extra mile, and it's a really tough thing to do because. You know, there's a lot of roadblocks up to keep things at the status quo, but the status quo isn't necessarily the best. But there's also good reason for a lot of the rules, too. It's not not like there isn't rules for a reason. We don't want to give a child a formula that is going to be dangerous to them. So you do need rules, but that makes it really tough to get into the into the game and do something different. And so, again, I commend you guys for going that extra step. Just like you said, you know, I don't I don't know your journey, but I can imagine it based on how hard I know it is to make a formula that that this is not an easy road and you you have a long way to go still <laughs> in that road yeah. knowing you know most likely where you want to go with it um so it's it's a big it's a big it's a big to do to make anything for for kids <laughs> yeah the regulations are really tough for formula specifically there's actually almost no regulations for baby food so we were surprised. pretty much no regulations for baby food so a lot of regulations for uh formula and specifically for infant formula. So one of the reasons our product is a toddler formula is because in order to get infant formula certified, in addition to all the other nutrient requirements and manufacturing processes, you have to do two plus years of feeding studies that are very, very expensive and very hard to do. So we're the only country in the world that requires this. And it's just a big barrier to entry for small formula brands like us. So we so we launched as a toddler formula. It says we, we can only recommend it for 12 months and up, um, but we are going to pursue infant formula certification. Our, it does contain all the required nutrients and ingredients for infant formula. Um, and you know, if we were in Europe, it could have been an infant formula, right? Based on European standards, like they right. require the feeding studies. So, you know, so there are some very serious barriers to entry for smaller c- companies that are going to take us a while to get that certification. And it's, it's not only barriers to entry. I realized a couple weeks ago that it's actually why we have such crappy infant formulas in this country. Mm-hmm. 
because the, mm -hmm. the, the process is so long, so hard, so expensive. Once a company makes a formula and starts selling it, they just stop doing it. You can't, you actually can't change can't it without change doing it. the feeding studies again. So even the big companies would have to do another two years, multi-million dollar, multi -million dollar so they So they have no motivation to improve it because A, it's selling already and pediatricians are recommending it and all this and stuff. Po and poor moms you know, are just so picking interesting. one, right. right? Moms are just picking one because that's, that's their only option. So people used to import European formulas. We used some European formula. We did. And now the FDA just cracked down on that and shut down all the websites that were selling really Stop it, stop it. That's what I used. Yeah, you can't take one anymore. They just, the FDA like no. went after all these companies for selling European formulas. In my opinion, formulas. it's horrible. It's like, that's what they're spending their horrible. time on. So, you know, so I'm going to go to Europe yeah. and come back with a bunch of formulas oh, and sell it out of my garage. Oh, yeah, this, this is like a, a new, a new bootleg. You know, there's like yeah. the, people were like drug muling across and people are going to be like hauling for infant formula across the borders. Oh my God. <laughs> but you don't have to now. Now you can order ours. Like it's better than <laughs> so ours is actually better. Most Europeans wasn't A2. Most of it didn't have a lot of, you know, they still over rely on industrial seed oils and folic acid and some things that we don't like. So it wasn't perfect. Ours isn't perfect, but it's a lot better. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. going to sell yours. <laughs> I'm going to push yours. You're going to sell yours. Yeah. Our sales no, I, can you sell? I wish, um, I wish I would have, no, but seriously, I wish I would have had it. I, I had, I like you, Serenity, struggled with this and I picked one at Whole Foods. My infant was so constipated. It, it was, it messed him up. And then, um, and then I started ordering the expensive European stuff. Um, and it was better, but, um, but anyway, well, we needed this, and like, thank God you did this. Thank whoever, whatever you believe in. Um, yeah. You know, uh, because you know they did shut that down. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. um, this is a huge gift to many mothers. It really is. And if Serena, if you're not here, you know, next week, then I guess we can. We should be calling, you know, the <laughs> local jails or whatever to see if you're doing okay and making sure that you, you're getting let out from the. the hey, listen. <laughs> grandmother got arrested for selling booze out of a baby buggy no. to feed her kids. It's in your My genes. It's in your genetics. Italy. I love it. Yeah, so, it is. so I will sell formula out of a baby serenity kids formula out of a baby buggy. Can you repeat one more time where people can find uh, the serenity products? Yeah, so, you know, Whole Foods Nationwide sells all our products. They're one of our strongest partners. You can get our puff, you can get our, our, all our pouches, our grain-free puffs, and our formula at Whole Foods. Um, we have our website, uh, mysternitykits.com, and all our products are also on Amazon, so you can find them using on Amazon. We're in the pouches and, and increasing of the puffs are in most grocery stores, uh, natural food grocery stores now. So we're so your health food store. we're in almost all health food stores nationally, increasingly in other conventional stores. So go look. There's a store locator on our website if you want to check that out, or always request us in the store, you know, because we're growing quickly and we intend to be everywhere baby food is sold eventually. You know what I love about them? their follow through. <laughs> um, they did stick to it. They, they did it. They did. And, and they're continuing to, and thank God, because we need more or whatever you believe in. We need more people out there doing this and feeding our kids what our kids should be actually eating. And, but it also makes me sad. Let's talk about this. So I'm so excited that their toddler milk is in whole foods so you can get it mm -hmm. um, for your toddlers. But you know, not everybody has access to Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And when you go to a grocery store in the middle of the country, it is not the same grocery stores that we have here in Los Angeles because we're 
like privileged to have these amazing markets right down the street from us with with our the you know yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, have we have better in most part in terms of that stuff. It's still pretty crappy most of the stuff there. It's still, uh, <laughs> yes, but but at least there are better options. There are better options here. And no like we need we need these big companies to stand up for future generations and future children and say, no, we're going to do this better. We need to feed these kids. We need to feed our children, our babies, actual real food Mm -hmm. and stand up and do it. And we need to make these baby formulas free for mothers that can't afford to pay for it. I'm hitting the desk. Is that ruining things, Jordan? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So angry you heard smashes. No, I'm it, like these are our babies. Mm-hmm. And so the mothers that are struggling with breastfeeding that can't feed their kids only have these like terrible options for, for formula and learning about why there's, well, there's still only terrible options for formula, you know, as they explain, because it's so hard to get your thing pushed through without all the t- trials and all of that. No, I, it's just no, it's, it's a disaster. It, it's a disaster. And, you know, it's, it's everything you said is true, but we can't even get these companies to make good products with good food, with good ingredients that you can pay more for, you know. And I think a lot of people would do that, and it doesn't even exist for the most part. I mean, that, not even just giving it out to people that really need it, which is you know super important. And I think that's we don't even have them making products that you could pay for to get better quality. This stuff is still crap. You know, so much of it is crap. And and there are a lot of people that you know, even if they're not wealthy, will pay more to make sure that they're eating healthy. And we have to prioritize food and our health. And that starts at the top and works its way down. And it needs to be company and a country and a worldwide initiative that we prioritize how we eat and then everything will trickle down just like organic you know we talked about that a little bit at the beginning and and, and it's not a joke right it's really important that things are, are organic but you didn't need to have that label before because things just were organic but at least when people started buying organic then companies said okay well if we want to make money we better make products that are organic so they started doing it so everybody just needs to move towards we want real food we don't want crap in it and we need to trickle that down through in the entire food system but that is not an easy thing there we're not going to solve this at, at our studio and in, in our we're not we're not going to solve this at 5200 <laughs> probably not <laughs> but uh i think it's important to talk about because uh, it's it's one of the biggest issues that humanity faces and that's a big statement but it is the food that we're eating is one of the biggest problems that we face in the next you know hundred years because we're either going to run out of food or we're going to run out of healthy food we're going to run out of animals to eat we're going to you know we're not farming properly we're there's all sorts of reasons but where food is going to be a big issue uh, in the future and if we don't change the system then the system will fail Oh my God, it's big, so depressing. It is, but uh, you know, we gotta grow our own, grow our own garden, <laughs> grow your own garden, and um, and cook and cook, cook, cook. I cook all the time. We've talked about this last season, um, but I need to go home and figure out what I'm gonna make for dinner because it takes time. It takes a lot of time, but it's the we have control. We do if we have a little bit of control over what goes into our body. We need to take that control. Mm-hmm. So let's continue to raise the bar in ourselves so we can raise. Amazing children. Kids. <laughs>
Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on Raising Amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.